0: Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish.
1: When we were recently preparing for our 300th episode live stream of the Libertarian Christian podcast, we did a little AMA session with the technology that we were planning on using, and we asked the audience and everybody who showed up to bring some good questions. This one in particular was pretty great and involved, how do we interpret First Peter chapter two and the passage there that kind of looks a lot like Romans 13. See what you think of this exchange. All right Eli
0: thank you for loving LCI how can we answer questions from fellow believers regarding first peter 2:11 through 17 if i'm not mistaken that is honor the emperor passage
1: well yeah that's so i was pulling my bible down and opening the passage and to be because i was thinking that it'll be the first peter version of the submit yourselves to authority section the yeah. request being verse 11 that's the one that starts, that is, you know, as aliens and strangers in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, abstain from sinful desires, which war against your soul, lives good lives among pagans, so that even though they might accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. On one level, I would kind of ask Eli, and, and so maybe as we're discussing this, you can bring in additional context to your question with respect to, you know, which part of that do you, like, think that fellow believers are going to be addressing as it pertains to either what we're about as LCI and the types of positions that we hold as kind of Christian libertarians or is it something else? We'll probably discuss this a little bit. And, and you know, if you want to provide some additional context or whatnot, we'd be happy to kind of take that into account. But in verse 13, where it goes to, these submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. And I think that really, as it pertains to those verses, which is 13, 14, and 15, those are just kind of analogous to the Romans 13 argument. So you can kind of use the same sort of argumentation about what is Romans 13 about to discuss this is what Peter is making yeah. a similar point in slightly different language. 16 and 17 is where you see, you know, the 16 in particular says, live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil, live as servants of God. This I think is a crucial point with respect to why we also, not only do we not want to use our freedom as license, okay? We say we are set free from sin, because of Christ, right? And there are, even in the first century, you saw individuals who said, well, basically you just use it as cover for antinomianism. That's the $5 seminary word for, you know, (laughs) saying that I can sin and do whatever I want because God's just going to forgive me. That's the, you know, quick way of explaining it, right? A slightly different tact on that is when Rome in the book of Romans where it says, you know, shall we do evil that good may result? You know, it starts off in that passage about, you know, should we, you know, uh, say, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to try to not do so. Does not the act of sinning or something that I do that is wrong, just glorify Christ all the more because of his glory and forgiveness? And Paul says, no, no, of course not. That's crazy. So there's that aspect of it. In the context of the civil authority, though, there's also, and this is elucidated, I think Lipscomb does this as well, but also in John Coben's books, Bible and Government, Christian Theology of Public Policy, You'll see this in some other sources and off the top of my head, I'm not bringing them to mind, but that there was a thought in first century, perhaps that, oh, well, because we are free in Christ, that means that all of these civil authorities among us, they're just, they're so illegitimate that we can just rebel and with physical force, essentially. And that is also repudiated in a sense, which is, I mean, it's interesting because that also kind of, raises the question of things like, well, what about the American Revolution? I'm not going to address that right now, but I'll just note that that is part of that. The concluding point in verse 17, show proper respect to everyone, love the brotherhood of believers, fear God, honor the king. I think that's just totally analogous to exactly what you see in Romans 13. So similar kinds of arguments that we would make about what Romans 13 is about, we would make here. So, Doug, do you want to add anything to that? I do not have anything to add. I think
0: that... That's really good. Eli does follow up a little bit. Is this similar, yeah. this phrasing, honoring the emperor, is it similar to Jesus being like, just pay taxes to Caesar? Yeah. Pay it, tribute is to be more precise and to provide context. So I like that way of describing it, Eli.
1: So short answer, yes, there is a connection there. And a variety of interpreters will, you know beyond myself will make that connection. That being said, there are differentiating points and nuance in what is going on in Matthew 21 and the parallel passages elsewhere in the other gospels. You know, the Render to Caesar passage. The fact that, you know, there's a narrative that's taking place right there. It's not just a lecture about the nature of the state or something like that. Hmm. There's a, in a way, a conspiracy afoot. And Jesus is responding to them in a way that exposes them for what they're doing. And again, I'll recommend... and. Doug has linked that up in the chat there. If you go to that Romans 13 section and look at my writing on New Testament theology of the state, it may be called something well, a little different. I can't remember what the current title is on, on my website. I, mean, sometimes I think it's yeah, gone through some gonna, adjustments for SEO purposes.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, let me, uh, I'm going to share my screen so we can see the page oh, here. Okay. So just give it a little bit of a Romans yeah, 13 Yeah, and resources. Calvin notes
1: that he, you know, Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. Yeah, that is exactly what he says. And so, you know, there are different interpreters bring up like, well, what does belong to God? Well, Clearly, what belongs to God is everything. I mean, his claim of ownership is on the basis that, you know, he kind of created it all. But that's also a different quality of ownership in a sense than what we think about with respect to property rights and things like that, which are different. I think it, it is qualitatively different. Yeah, so we have
0: a lot of Romans 13 resources. This is probably one of our biggest pages. Yeah. I just noticed that my interview with Jacob is not oh. in this, so I should Hasn't go back and... Yet. Yeah, well, no. Where is it here? The state is doing Romans 13 wrong, I think, is where that, uh, where yes. that was. Let's see here if I can find it here. By the way, for those of you who are joining us, join oh. us for the big announcement. Okay. Oh, hello. Because that's big happening soon. What's going on? Let's just see here. Where was it? Man, was this forever ago? Oh, there it is. Episode 287, The State is yep. Doing Romans 13 Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With our good friend Jacob. Excellent.
1: <laughs> There's a, hey, look, at the style guide. <laughs> oh, did you see that when I was yeah, closing it? came out? up for Someone's going to sec-
0: screen grab-, <laughs> grab that and then steal <laughs> all of our branding. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> steal our intellectual property.
0: <laughs> Let's see. He gives to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and God what belongs to God. Yeah, I don't know. Does Caesar really own anything? Well, that
1: was what we were touching on while you were yeah, finding yeah. that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll note, by the way, like there's a meta point around what Eli is saying, which I think is a good thing to remember here is that there's, there is more than Romans 13 where we do want to address in scripture stuff that is analogous to Romans 13 and a lot more than that as well. And yeah, 1 Peter 2 has been on my list of like things i probably want to go in and do some serious exegesis on down the line, but I haven't written a paper on it. That, which is uh, unfortunate, is you know, you can only do so much, right?
0: <laughs> this podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at podcastlibertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.